everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. Hey, Jordan, how are you doing? Uh, doing all right. Good. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, it's been a uh, good summer so far. So uh, excellent. Uh, now you guys got the uh, you guys got the stampede coming up. Yes, uh, the greatest. What do they call it again? The greatest show on earth, or something yes. like that. Um, I'm sure that will be dated yeah. by the time that this podcast actually airs. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, true. I just saw yeah. it on the calendar, so I figured I would throw it out there. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, to be very honest, it's not really my thing. But uh, <laughs> um, well, for, each their own. Some, sometime when I get up there, we'll uh, we'll go check it out. Okay, sounds good. I really hope that people uh, listen to the first part of the interview with Vanessa Hintz, the German biathlete, and um, this is part two of that interview. It was uh, it was a good time, and uh, enjoy. Through the eyes of. So let's move on to the fun stuff. Um, so uh, let's assume that uh, you guys you you've traveled to uh, one of the locations for a, for a race, one of the World Cup locations, and there's a, a huge snowstorm. You guys can't race, but you're you're just hanging out there in the in the town or the village. Which location would you like most to be stuck at? Oslo because there you can go shopping and to you can do other things and not have to sit all the time in the hotel you can <laughs> do a little bit of sightseeing and yeah yeah that would be Oslo and so when you guys are in Oslo do you typically stay in the city itself or are you very close to home Colin or um, last or this year was our first year we were staying in the city before we were always at the home and yeah Okay. So just yeah, when you have one week there, you can go one time perhaps to the city, but um, not so often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any tracks that you specifically like or dislike on the World Cup e- events? Yeah, I love Antwerp for sure, and Hofilsen. Huh. Uh, but yeah. Hard uphills are not my favorite ones. And <laughs> it's hard to say, but Rupolding is also not one of my favorite <laughs> <tracks>. <laughs> I, I try to to like it more and more, but it's hard. Uh, it's more a hate love, I would say. And also, Östersund yeah, yeah. um, is not not one of my favorite favorite huh. tracks, but like. Antols or Le Grobonon or Derhofilsen um, or Pokeljuka also. Yeah, that are tracks I like. Hmm. Um, so what did you think of the uh, the Beijing yes. tracks? Yeah, they were very nice. They were really very nice. When the, when the snow was a little bit faster, it would be not that hard. Mm-hmm. And also with the wind, it was that, that conditions were. But if you just see the tracks, then then they were they were very nice yeah you know that's interesting um we've interviewed a, a couple of athletes and 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 pretty much everybody's had good things to say about the the course 
yeah the organization everything was perfect they, you can say nothing about that it was really it was very very professional it's sad that nobody will use it after but that we mm -hmm. know before yeah yeah absolutely um, so one of the things that, uh, that RJ and I have spoken about and, and we've talked about it on Twitter and, and even you see it with the IBU, but, uh, is this idea of the biathlon family. And, uh, and I was just wondering what your impression of the, the biathlon family is what makes biathlon as a sport so unique that everybody is so friendly and helpful to each other, even if you're on different teams. Yeah, I think it's the we are not we are not so big and we boys and girls are always together um i think that's important and you everybody runs the same races so there's not a sprint group and a long distance group and uh -huh. we I, I, it's i don't know it's just the it fits i don't know why but i i really love this family <laughs> and they yeah with with every nation you you stay so much in contact during the winter and i think that that's the thing but i don't know how is it in other families like the cross-country family or yeah for sure the alpine family is is a little bit different because there are the down or the speed and the technical mm -hmm. yeah and the women and men are separated or they are not on the same places so it's hard to build or that the family is growing up there and then um with that same family idea like i know you have your fan club and your family that's that's traveling with you a lot but is do you recognize other fans that maybe not come for you specifically but for other german athletes or for even Norwegian athletes or, or anything like that? Like, are, is there a certain group of um, fans that you always see and recognize? Yes, yes, there's a French, uh, French fans. He always wearing, a, I don't know, the English barrette, you know, this this hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. In the yep, army, yeah. you're also wearing this, or it's a typical French thing, I think. And yeah. he he was also not a pair, and we were talking to each other, and... I don't know before, yeah, for sure, in Le Grobonor and Hofilsen and yeah, him I'm I'm always recognizing and he's always so friendly and also cheering up for the Germans. So yeah. I think that's another thing that that uh, is is quite special for biathlon is that it seems like the the crowd is always cheering everybody on. So even mm -hmm. if it's in Ruppolding, I'm sure they'll shout a little bit harder for the German athletes, yeah. but they still cheer on every other athlete. Doesn't matter if they're in first place or 80th place or. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think yeah. Um, if you could pick anybody. Uh, male or female, um, who would you think would be great to have a, a beer or a meal with when you have some some spare time on the World Cup? Uh, Lisa Gasparin, because I know her and she's really really <laughs> funny. But <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, for sure. If you if you want to get to know. Another person, I, I don't know for sure that before it was Olana Björndalen because yeah. he was so yeah. perfect in what he's doing. He was, yeah, he was living in Badland, so that's yeah, 
Yeah, it's Ole. Even if you stop, I hope this this answer counts. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely counts. <laughs> Does yeah. he? Do you? Was it true that he had his own sort of camper with a? Uh, I don't know how you would call it, like a treadmill for roller skiing yeah. in his. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in Pokljuka. I was in this and I said, okay, you are, you're completely crazy, but now I know why, why are you so successful or you have been yeah. so successful. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, that's just, that's wild. So we, we've heard that the, uh, that the, the wax tech, uh, teams, um, can be, uh, um, they can be pretty, uh, exciting. So they can have some, uh, some pretty big parties, uh, and they'll shoot off the fireworks. Is is this true? Do you, are the the wax techs for for the German team? Are they are they having the parties? I think they have had many good parties. Um, now I don't know because the last few years were not that successful yeah. for the German team. So <laughs> yeah. the parties get a little bit smaller. But uh, yeah, before we we had good parties, but that is really just for the backsman. And the um, yeah, athletes, yeah, it's it's not that they don't invite us, but we have so many races, and um, yep. we we don't do this. Of course, we drink at the evening a glass of wine or something like that, but uh, not 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 a party, no. <laughs> not not the way they are. <laughs> no, because no. do, do you see the the texts during a World Cup event, other than you know the preparing of the skis and talking about the 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 skis in the wax or anything but like do you are they staying in the same hotel etc or yes, 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 yes they are staying in the same hotel sometimes in the evening we are sitting together and um, on the same table and eating dinner or we are going to the room and just talk to each other not only about the skis also about their families or something like mm -hmm. that yes yeah mm -hmm. um so changing gears, uh, if you could add a special bib to World Cup races, like they have the uh, the yellow bib and the blue bib, uh, what color would it be and what would it be for? And then it, for sure it would be the yellow color, because if you the first in the World Cup, that's that's a nice feeling if you <laughs> if, if no one is better than you. It's yeah, that that would be great. Or so, also the blue one because to be twenty five or under twenty five again would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what but if no, uh, what if you were gonna invent a uh, a new bib altogether, like a like a green bib or a purple bib? You know, can you can it would is there anything you would add? Oh, I think it it's there are all always things you can add for the best shooter or best brown shooter first uh, fastest or fastest shooter also. But I think then it would be too complicated. We mm. have the intern, we have the gray bib. I think, uh, I don't know, Susan or someone started with it that uh, when you're older than 33, 33. or 30, yeah. 33, yeah. yeah. That's, that's funny because it's just for fun. But no, I think with too many bibs, it's then. Hmm. There will be one. I don't know one person who was wearing all like blue, uh, <laughs> yeah. red. Uh, yeah, could happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that, I think the uh, the bib that Susan made is knitted from yeah. wool, yeah. so they would have to yeah. change it at least to a bit more uh, aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Um, if you could trade your life for one race day or run one race weekend with anybody else in the field, so from any other team or anybody on the World Cup, um, would you like who would you pick? Um, I think when you give uh, Johannes to boo because I want to know how it is when when you know you are the fastest and the best that that would be great yeah mm-hmm. or mate last season for sure mate because i can't imagine to run so fast like she did and shoot so good like she did mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah and also what she what she thinking uh, i think she she feels also much pressure uh because just to be on the top six it she knew she she has to win or she wants to win and yeah how she starts into races like this and what what's going on in her head and would you also want to look in the other team's kitchen so to speak just kind of know what's going on there or do you have a pretty good idea and the kitchen what they eat or no, no, sorry. Uh, that's that's, uh, that's actually a, a Dutch expression. But I mean more like just to see what happens inside the walls when they're having team meetings and that kind of thing. That I'm assuming the 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 parts that, as a German athlete, you don't have access to. Um, no, then I would be more interested what's what's going on in her head. Okay. Because uh-huh. the the others would be interesting. But uh, I'm more interested, yeah, what what she's thinking of when she's talking to herself, what what she's talking and yeah. Okay. Well, and, and in a way, you sort of know uh, what's going on in, in their team rooms because uh, her husband is coaching you guys. You got <laughs> yeah. the... Yes, that's... Yeah, that's right. Sometimes he he's telling us some some funny things. But yeah, I don't know if he really knows what's going on in the World Cup <laughs> yeah. for sure for Marte, but I think he's not telling us. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. yeah. They're all always secrets and that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um so speaking of that, uh that sort of thing, um, how do the different uh teams, how do the different nations uh relate to each other? Like, you know, are there are, you know, Say, are you guys as the Germans? Are you guys always hanging out and spending time with the the French team, for example? Are there any are there any groups of countries that that tend to spend time together? Yes, for sure. These teams who are speaking the same language. It's also yeah. like the Americans with the people from Canada or yeah. the Canadians with the French ones, because there are some who are speaking French, and we with the Austria and also with Switzerland. Um, because then that's easy to to get in contact and to talk easily with each other. Mm-hmm. But um, there are always people from other other countries you you are joining, or if you meet, or also the Italians because they also speak German. So we are lucky because everybody is speaking <laughs> our <laughs> language, so to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the people from Canada, it's hard for us because I heard one the accent to understand because you always have to say, please speak slowly that we understand you. And yeah. Okay. And then, you, and then you Canadians. Uh, <laughs> you, and we, you and your no, accents. Come on. You know what they say about Canadians. We're really nice. So 
You are very nice. You're, you're really nice. It's just it's just your accent that yeah. you have to concentrate a little bit more because yeah. if you're talking fast, it's uh, yeah. English is hard for us to understand, but then also the slang, or I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but yeah. they are they yeah. are very friendly, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, 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 Gasparin earlier, but do you have any any really close friends um, that that you that you tend to spend time with? Um, no, not that because not much because everybody's training. Yeah. In, in their own country, of course. Um, when you are, for example, in Hofilsen, you ride the Austrian girls like Lisa or. Uh, Julia Schweiger, um, hey, we are there. Um, we can do something together, but they have their plans and we have our plans. So that's that's hard to combine. And yeah, yeah. sure, one time we make after race party or after season party in Davos, and Elisa was joining us. Um, but the rest is is hard to com combine. And so during the winter, you stay. In contact, but during the summer, it's it's a little bit harder. Yeah. But yeah. so when you're when you're going on vacation after the season is over and you you drive past Kitzbühel or something, do you pop in with with Lisa or is it typically you want to stay <clears throat> as far away from biathlon for a couple of weeks? It's not that I want to stay as far away, but I uh, mostly traveling to warmer countries and not to Austria. <laughs> yeah. <because laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's yeah. nearly the same weather like in Germany, but uh, then they also they, yeah, they also traveling or on vacations or something like that. So that's that's not easy to combine. But for sure, mm -hmm. if one day I will go to Lake Placid or I don't know where. Uh, Susan or Claire is living. I yeah, sure yeah. I would write her and say, "Hey, you're here. Cool. Can we? Or I'm here. Can we meet each other? Or are you also here?" It's yeah. You could visit uh, Andrea Henkel or yeah, Burke course, now. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah, Burke. Yeah, she's also there. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think I know the answer to this, but. Um, what what do you feel is the toughest part of being a biathlete on a World Cup tour? Uh, it's not the traveling. It's the it's not now. It's not that. It's it's the roller coaster, and the toughest part is um, when it's running. It's running. That's good. But if it's not running, it's really not mm. running. That it's hard to to get out of this deep part. And even if you then when you're far away from home, it's hard. When the first race wasn't good, to to get all your motivation back and say, okay, tomorrow's a new race. I have to to get the old race out of my head and mm -hmm. um, now be yeah, be focused on the new race and forgot or for, yeah, forget all yeah what shit stuff I have done yep, to yep. <laughs> to the new race. I think that's that's the toughest part of of the okay. sports. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say not having your family around, but I guess when they're traveling with you outside of COVID, yeah, of course. No, and yeah. also I'm yeah. I'm used to this. It's it was right. just like during COVID when you're seeing them. It's it's normal when you, when I can't see them for two weeks. It's quite okay for me, but um, for four weeks or six weeks, we are not used to that, or I'm not used to that. That's that's hard. Right. So then, and by contrast, what's the most fun part? 
that that you're feeling like a rock star. I think when 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 yeah. yeah, that's really like that because there's so many fans and so many people who who think you are doing the coolest thing in life. It's it's really like that. It's 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 fascinating. And when you are successful, that all the hard training or that gives you something back and. That's why I hope that the fans are also coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Can yeah. Can you like for us North Americans? Can you explain how big biathlon is in 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 Germany? I know I'm I'm sure soccer is the biggest sport, and um, I'm guessing Formula One is pretty popular. But where does yeah. biathlon sit in uh, in Germany? Like on on TV rankings and and just the number of fans, etc. Oh, that's hard for me because I don't know the the numbers and analyzers because I'm not so good in that. But uh, we are during the winter sports. We are, I think, one of the most popular sports. There's also ski jumping, the okay, yeah. four hills of oh, yeah. ski jumping. This yeah. this is also very popular. Or if there is uh, downhill in in Kitzbühel, this is also. Mm-hmm very popular but biathlon is yeah i i I don't know with to compare with something it's 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 hard to say but uh, yeah the everybody is 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 cheering but it's not only just the germans like you said before it's it's for for every athlete because this is so fascinating, I think, and so interesting because until the last shooting, everything can happen. And I think that's yeah. that's why it's so popular here. And also because all of the old, good Germans like Uschi Diesel or Kathi Wilhelm, Rico Groß, Peter Sendl, it's, it's Magdalena Neuner, Laura Dahlmeier, it's, it's very important, yeah. Yeah, and there's, and there's still pretty popular i think right and and uh i think kati wilhelm is is she still doing uh the tv shows and yes yes until last year she did it i don't know what's what's happening now because they sometimes they change from year to year okay. but um yeah i think she she was still in and also magdalena oh yeah but then aunt came for sure right. yeah. yeah 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 that's uh I know it's because you you say you don't get recognized very often, but I I still think, especially the southern part of of Germany, I would guess that if I ask who Vanessa hints is that uh, the majority of people know exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the southern part so, of Germany for sure, but in the northern part, it's it's not that. Sometimes they, if you go to Hamburg and you say you're doing biathlon, they I say ah, it's it's swimming and cycling and running. <laughs> yeah. or, that, 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 can also happen yeah yeah true. going to the south part and then sometimes for example at Gardasee there is coming one girl from Italy to you and say ah, you have Vanessa Hintz and I say uh, yes <laughs> I just want to try the shoes but yes I'm Vanessa Hintz <laughs> that's everything can happen <laughs> that's fine yeah uh, did you uh, want to move to the final questions let's do it Jordan? yeah okay. Um, um, oh, go ahead. I, I apologize. Uh, my dog was just walking through. I apologize about that. 
Um, so, uh, I would say, so for, for you personally, so if we look, uh, ahead 10 years, um, what nations do you think will be at the top? Do you think it's still going to be, you know, Norway and France and Germany, or do you think that there are some other nations that are, that are on the rise up? If I'm honest, I think it's still the same. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that that there there will be also or always one girl from one nation who will be very good. I think the Italians have a very strong team and also the girls from Switzerland. But I think, yeah, I think there will be still the same nations like Norway or France or Germany in front. And also, yeah, Russia, mm -hmm. I think so. Hmm. So you're, yeah. are you telling me, Canadian, that there's no hope for us? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard. And um, well, I think they're, they're like, always like in. I said, yeah, they're always in. And uh, there will be always one girl from one nation who, who mm -hmm. will yeah. be good yeah. or will be the, the surprise. And also Emma Landa, she she's always good for a surprise, I would say. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say but, that that the North American teams are always in a in a tougher position, being so far away from home and not having the ability to see their family during the World Cup and stuff. So, so I think it's going to be hard to uh, to close that gap for sure. Yeah, but also with the to they have another thinking of the sports you know mm -hmm. they these countries are so big and you you have to to bring them together and yeah. um to to start training very early with that and yeah. so i think that's it it could but it could grow up but i don't think that 10 years are enough for that you really need yeah. a man there or a woman doesn't count who who's pushing them very very much Right, because yep. in Norway they are standing on skis when they are two years old. It's yeah. it's like playing soccer mm -hmm. in Germany. That's yeah. I think they are rugby in America, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the financing of of the yeah. Canadians is, yes. is you know it's very. Yeah, uh, you have to pay all by your own and yeah. don't have this the support of of your country in the backup it's it's hard you know when we are going out of school we we have and you are good we have the backup that the police or the army or the customs um help us and we get a job there and to earn yeah. money and yeah if you don't earn money you you stop perhaps earlier because you you can't afford all the journeys and the yeah. stuff you need because is that um and I don't know how much you can talk about this, but so for you, you have your job at the, the customs mm -hmm. and then do you get financed by the, the German biathlon union or, um, no, I have my sponsors. I have my the sponsors. My sponsors. Yeah. yeah. I have my sponsors. Uh, we, we don't get money from the German Federation, but, um, I think also the German Russian Federation of course has more money than the Canadians. So we can. We do, we have two physios, for example. We have more waxmen. We have mm -hmm. uh, uh, more money to to 
for, for new technologies and for all these things. And, and so, um, for example, the prize money is that um, like if you win a race, do you get the prize money or does it go in yeah. sort of a, a big pot for the team? No, or No, no, no. This is my prize money. Okay. No. I, I earn my money. Yeah. I have to pay taxes for sure, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, that you always that's... share with the government, eh? <laughs> yes, yes. I always, a little bit. I always run for the government, but um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The part I run, I run for myself. <laughs> um. So, you were talking about the um, uh, the team not being overly successful the german team not being overly yeah. successful in the last couple of years where do you uh, you know we have uh, someone like uh, vanessa coming up um from from the mm -hmm. rbu cup and having a really good season H how do you feel germany's doing in um the, the bringing on new young talent uh and and where do you think germany will be five or ten years from now like are, are they going to be like at the peak again or are they going to have a hard time finding new young talent or um, I think a little bit um, the gap after us is missing, but then mm -hmm. there are coming young talents who are, um, you've seen, I think this year it was in Solche Hollow or where were the Junior World yes. Championships? Yes. Uh -huh. And we were very strong there. And But they are still a little bit too weak for the World Cup. And I think we we... Yeah, they're, they're, the young team is, is quite very good. And also Vanessa Vogt and Janina Hettich and Anna Weidel, they, they are all very, very strong and Mario Deigentesch. But, you know, when there are so many old still in the World Cup <laughs> and you don't get the chances to run in the World Cup, it's, it's hard for them. Because if you just have one, one chance and you know you have to be very, very good uh, to, to stay in the world cup it, mm -hmm. it's hard for you yeah but do, do you on the other end feel increasing pressure as as the young girls are coming up and and getting better do you feel that as pressure or no just a little bit but i'm old enough mm -hmm. that i can trust myself and know what what i can do and how mm -hmm. good i am mm -hmm. uh, but i also have to qualify for the next season sure. so yeah. um yeah it's but it's good to to feel also a little bit the pressure and not to say okay yeah. i'm i'm in and everything is fine and to do to do the same it's it's always a fight and you can also learn if they yeah if if younger girls are fast than you it's it's also hard for you and you say no that's no 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 you have to change something and that you are that you are better than yeah, it keep, keeps you motivated, keep, keeps you pushing, um, yeah. means that you can't spend the entire summer on the couch. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Do, you, do you see any differences in, in, uh, in the approach of biathletes that are, you know, 20 years old compared to you? Like, is there, for example, more focus on, you know, just going all out right from the start and see how far you can get compared to maybe balancing your race? Or do you see any differences in that? It's it's still the same. There are still some who who are, for example, like that. But there are also sometimes. I think I see myself 
in them, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, no, no, it's not that they, they, I, sometimes I want to be so young to have not that much experiences or knowledges or, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, that can be also hard if you get disappointed so much, then you say, oh no. And if you're young, you're always like, oh, I'm in the World Cup and cool and a new place where I can start. And yeah, if, you, if you're older, it's, you're getting more used to it, but yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but um, do you, I mean, do you, do you talk to the, the younger girls? Do you talk to Vanessa Vogt or uh, Janina uh, Hetik or, um, you know, and try to try to mentor them a little bit about what to expect or uh, do you just kind of let them find their way? I mean, how, how do you, how do you work that balance? At the beginning, we, we told them much where, <sighs> where they have to go or where the things are. But if they don't have questions, I, I don't want to, to, if they, they can ask me everything, but yeah, they also doing biathlon and then I think they, they are lucky because it doesn't change that much from the IBU cup to the world cup because there are still no fans. So um, <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, just in, in auto pair, they were, of course, some fans and also at Holman call, but um, yeah. they they never get the crowd of Rupolding and yeah. Oberhof yeah. and how hard also the pressure from the German fans can be. Yeah. So I think, but they are also not like 20 or 18. So mm -hmm. if they're fresh and they can ask, we always saying that, but they they know what they they are doing yeah so um so what is your summer looking like are you going to participate in the uh, summer biathlon world championships and uh, and the blink festival and i'm at the world championships of course in rupolding we will start yeah. but not at the blink because it would be too much because okay. we have in september our own championships um in mm -hmm. oberhof all right so yeah. i think six races are are enough in summer <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a I good think summer. The, the German Championship is at the same time as the uh, Martin Foucault Festival, Nordic Festival, I think. Is that right? That could be possible. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I don't know when it is. Okay. Um, I there was one more thing that I found interesting on your uh, on your website specifically is that you also do something. Um, outside of biathlon um and your your banner says kinder brauchen fans so so children need fans as well do you want to talk a little bit more about that we we can't we can talk about that it's it's just like i if my family always told me if i feel good and i also could give something back to someone. And so I searched in the internet and said, okay, there is an organization I, I want to help. And I was in in Vietnam. Uh, now it's so long ago, five years or something. Mm. And I have a child I look after in Vietnam. I don't know, I support, I don't know how to say, mm -hmm. who gets money every month from me. And that's how we, how we started with kinder children need fans also because um 
not everybody has that luck to to have such a good childhood like me and to to have a house and to have enough to eat and everything and that's that what i want to to say to the people who who are following me and that everybody could give something back if you earn enough mm -hmm. money or if if sometimes you you have to help someone mm -hmm. and yeah that's that's what we that's what i or we or i try to that's the message we we want to say mm -hmm. no i think that's it's a very good cause and and, and it's good to in a selfish way good to realize how good we have it yes um, yeah. and and just understanding that that's not normal that we're very lucky to be uh, okay. where yeah. we are we have just first world problems so yeah yeah they yeah. are they are happy if if they have something to eat and we we are thinking about or we need a audi or a volkswagen or a <laughs> yeah. or yeah. cars that's really first world yeah. problems and if you're traveling to yeah. countries like that you see what what's really important in life and what you really need. And with small things like like a pen or a football, you, you can make them happy and yeah. see the sparkling eyes. So that's, that's very important for me. Mm -hmm. Well, we may be talking 50 years ahead, but uh, we, we've in previous podcasts have talked about, you know, climate change and how that could impact biathlon and yeah. Maybe that there at some point will be a, a more official summer biathlon tour or um, um, roller skiing with bi or with shooting, and uh, who knows what uh, what other countries may start showing Absolutely. interest in uh, in that sport when uh, when we're when it's not just depending on snow. So maybe your your girl from Vietnam may have a a shot there <laughs> with with you yeah. supporting her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, so, Jordan, did you have any other questions? You no, know, I was just going to say before uh, before we let you go, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to mention? Uh, anything else that you wanted to to point a spotlight at? Uh, whether that's your you know your your Twitter or Instagram account or uh, your website, your sponsors, anything else? That's fine for me. I don't have Twitter. Of course, I have Instagram. Uh, I hope everybody understands me. With my half good English, so oh, oh you're, you're doing terrific great. English. Yes, <laughs> I tried my best, and yeah, I hope it makes fun to listen. It was nice to talk talk with you. I I really like it, and yeah, I I hope for sure that the Canadians will be also in the top <laughs> in ten years. <laughs> I really hope for you. <laughs> so I'll I'll do. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, uh, one more last question. Do you have anybody who? who springs into mind uh, for a future episode on our podcast, do you think would be interesting to person to talk to? Uh, perhaps uh, Eric Lesser is always interesting to talk with him, uh, to see now how it is when, when you're not doing bad long. And mm -hmm. yeah, that, that could be, that could okay. be interesting. Or also Ola and Björndan with all his, experiences in china how this system works uh, mm, it's always yeah. interesting to see a completely different system mm -hmm. especially this one because i think it's really completely different that is yeah that is an yeah, interesting absolutely uh, 
So maybe we'll be in touch to get their emails from you. <laughs> That's hard because even I don't have them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to find a different way, but uh, yeah. no, those are great suggestions. So yeah. thank you so much, Vanessa. This was, uh, this was really great. And I really appreciate the time. Uh, Absolutely. That you put in this. So, yeah, no, thank you. We, we have, uh, we've, we've had you here for almost two hours. So, uh, we really appreciate it, and um, you know maybe we can maybe we can uh, bother you some other time. I see you in in Canada when we have a yes a car there or something like that. Yes, absolutely, that'd be great. Yeah, I think that's yeah. one 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 more season, and then you'll uh, you'll be coming to Canmore oh, we'll if everything again. works okay. out. So we'll uh, we'll connect there if possible. Absolutely. All right. That's nice. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So for you, have a nice day. Thank you. Yes, you have and, a good uh, evening. Good evening, and uh, I hope, hope the rest of uh, rest of your week goes well. Thank you. Thank you.